Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the OBR Film Breakdown Weekend Bonus Content Edition. We are going to be joined by Jordan Zerm again. If you missed our earlier in the week discussion on alternate helmet rankings, important stuff, make sure you go back and listen to that because it was fun and maybe you need a break from the topic we're going to talk about today, which is Baker Mayfield and kind of which quarterbacks you would take over Baker, given what their contracts are or where their contracts are going. And then, you know, because we know Baker's going to sign an extension. We have a good feeling about that. So we're kind of trying to weigh all of that into the immediate future, kind of look at this thing in like a five-year lens and see, you know, see sort of where it's going to go uh, with with guys we would take over Baker. And then kind of in there, we find a sweet spot in the middle for looking at maybe where Baker's contract could end up. So this ended up being a really good exercise, uh, sort of trying to pin down where Baker Baker's figure could be and all that stuff, while also talking about where he ranks among his peers. So enjoy the episode, and let's get over there now. As we look at quarterbacks, there's there's been about 7,500 articles on whether they should extend Baker or not. Everybody has an opinion on it. And, you know, we've heard from people saying that they think something's going to happen before the fall, that we've heard... People at the OBR who are connected to talking to Baker's agent say nothing has been discussed and there's been no real traction made. Somewhere in the middle, that truth lies, probably. I think there probably have been some preliminary numbers thrown out and there is also no rush to get this done. So what I wanted to do is before this critical season he has coming up, I wanted to look at all the quarterbacks and this is not a perfect science. So we're looking at all the quarterbacks. We know specific guys have contracts coming up soon. So we know, for example, his classmates, Josh Allen, Lamar, have contracts coming up. As we sit here today, we would probably presume that those will be just a tick more than Baker. Could another year of data, they could be substantially more, or, you know, Josh Allen substantially less. I don't know, whatever happens his next year. But you're looking at other guys, too, like kind of when some guys are up in free agency. So if you're thinking about players like Aaron Rodgers, uh, could could get out of his contract. They're just little loopholes in some of these deals. Like Kirk Cousins, a 2023 free agent. It's not a perfect science here. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo has a team option. He could be a 2023 free agent guy. Uh, there's a 2023 void for Matt Stafford. So most of these guys are locked in through the next two years. Like guys like Ben Roethlisberger, you can get out of Ben's deal after this year. Um, you're kind of. I'm just trying, kind of going through over the caps projected money i'm looking at average quarterback money per year kind of going down this list because typically the guys who are pretty good make the most money and that's kind of what we're going to look at so you're kind of looking at this jordan as i'm going to give you a quarterback's name you're going to tell me whether you would take them over baker for the next five years that's considering baker's going to get a contract of some variety as we sit here today we don't have a year of terrible play or something that throws that idea off the rails we're saying he's going to get another contract it's going to be probably the minimum top 10 quarterback money, top eight, top seven, whatever. Um, but this is considering other guys in their deals too. So we'll start kind of at the, should we start? We should start at the top. We'll start at the top and work our way back. Cause then All I right. think we can find like where maybe his, his average number is. So Patrick Mahomes is set to make 45 million. 
Uh, he's got a $450 million deal. He's not even, he's 2032 free agency. Um, as we see here today, I would, I'll just let you answer. Patrick Mahomes. Um, yes, I, I think Patrick Mahomes, when it's all said and done, will go down as maybe the greatest quarterback to ever, maybe most talented quarterback to ever play uh, in the NFL. So I'm, even though he's making an absolute boatload of money, I, uh, I would, yes. Yes. Dak Prescott's the next highest next year. He's set to make $40 million, 95 fully guaranteed on his whole contract, which is a 160 total tag there for the contract. He's got a 2025 void, so it's a, you know he's here for a while. He's here for the window we're talking about. Would you take Dak over Baker? Man, so that one is, like, I I think Dak Prescott is really, really good. Um, and uh, a, a year healthy of him would be great. The thing with Dak is his age. Um, now, he's not old, but he is 28. Mm-hmm. Um so that makes it a little interesting, um, a little more interesting to me. Now, Baker's only two years younger than him, but, oh, man. So I, w- I probably still lean yes. You do have that 2025 void there. Um, I would lean yes, but it's not quite as, like, if you were just saying, like, who are you taking next five years regardless of anything, you know, you're like, okay, yes, I, I'll take Dak. He's phenomenal. But the, the age makes it a little bit tougher, I think. Okay, I dig it. I think you would, it would be safer bet to take Dak right now. I don't think you can argue yes. that. But it, Baker can get there. He can get there. Deshaun is the next one at 39. We're presuming Deshaun's going to be fine and play and all of that and whatever else is out the window in this discussion. Um, he's he's at a 156 number. He's only 26, just like, just like Pat's only 26. Like, again, I said 39 this upcoming year. He has 74 mil guaranteed on his whole contract, which is – uh, a 2026 free agency. So he's five years of, of window here. So are you taking Deshaun over Baker? Um, yeah, I, I would do that without hesitation. Uh, if we're simply looking at just Deshaun and his talent, uh, who knows what's actually going to happen with him, happen with him um, and uh, whether he's going to play or, or not. But yeah, I think talent talent wise to me, Deshaun is, is up there maybe only beneath Mahomes. Like I, I think he's that good. Okay. Now we get into some interesting tiers which is yes. older quarterbacks. Russell Wilson's 33. He's set to make 35. Fourth highest paid quarterback in the league this upcoming year. Again, 33. Doesn't hit free agency until 2024. $70 million guaranteed on the contract. Are you taking Russell for the next five years over Baker? I think this is giving me my first no. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say that because Russ... Is weird, man. He's a weird guy to evaluate, and it's hard last to evaluate year, him. It's hard, and I think last year was maybe, you know, there's a lot of blame I think to go around um, with the Seahawks. I think it starts with sort of Pete Carroll and the mindset they have there, where he's one of those guys that just loves running the ball and the and the offense. They kind of didn't really make a lot of adjustments, and I think you saw some quotes coming out from <laughs> from DK and and from Russ after the season about like them not adjusting the type of routes they were running against the coverages they were seeing and all of this. But I don't think that sort of excuses Russ from maybe playing into his worst habits, which is he's always been a guy that sort of bailed out of the pocket before he's needed to. And it's never been a huge problem because he's so talented outside of the pocket and his deep ball is so accurate and good. But I think you saw for the first, one of the first seasons, like what happens when he really starts doing it too much and he's really not trusting reads and, and all of that. And he just, he didn't have a very good year. And there's a lot of stuff you saw from him where you're just kind of like, I don't know, man. And at age 33, like he's not, you know, the athleticism is only declining. So I, 
as great as Russ is and and all of that, I think if you're looking at in the context of this between money and age, I think he's going to be my first no, Jake. I think I'm going to say no. Okay. I, I would probably lean yes. Uh, I do yep. agree that he does create a lot of his own issues. He, he he's. I think the thing about this is like, okay, if I could swap Baker for Russ straight up, the offensive line in Cleveland is like, Absolutely. If it's really good, and I think he would make it work. Um, as we sit here today, again, we I know the NFL isn't always a reactionary business, but in this circumstance, we have the ability to be patient for a year. So it's like we would allow Baker to be uh he could I'm what we're saying is he could prove us wrong in this upcoming year, but if the option were presented to us today to take this other quarterback and that contract I know where Baker's going. I just think Russ is the better quarterback, you know, through his time in the NFL and and um would fit well here. I I, I it's not a knock on Baker, man. There are some really, he could get into this territory. So don't don't yeah. don't get all offended. And, We're trying to find like where Russ, his money spot is here. And Russ could completely flip the script this year and like have an MVP, MVP type season. Like that's not out of the question at all. So I, I no, it's it's a very this is a really a toss up to me. I think just like for the sake of having a little bit of fun with this, I think like, and the, and the age thing, I think uh, I'll give Baker some love here. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, I'm fine with it. I could, it, it's more coin flip than you would probably admit. Cause you know, 38 year old Russell Wilson, is he going to be running for his life? Is he going to be able to oh, do the God. things that yeah. make him special? I, I don't know. Um, but those next three years could be really good. So that's Riley. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is 38. This was a discussion that's already happened. He's not, I mean, his contract is weird. He can get out of it or I don't know. I saw something weird about what he can do with like offsetting the penalties for not showing up. And I, I don't know. Contract strange. What it says is he's set to make 33 and a half this year. And uh, his total deals guarantee 78 million and some change. And he's not a true free agent until 2024. Would you take Aaron for the next five years? Um, I would take Aaron. Um, even though he is 38, um, he doesn't quite have to rely. It's weird. Cause like, I don't, I wouldn't say Aaron's like a quote unquote mobile quarterback in, in the maybe traditional sense, but he's pretty good at moving outside of the pocket, um, and just making space for himself. Um, but he doesn't quite have to rely on sort of his leg. Like, like with, we just talked about Russ, like what's Russ at 38 going to look like after he's been running for his life for five or six years. Like with Aaron, you just don't quite worry about that as much because the arm talent is so unbelievable. So, um, so yeah, I, I would take Aaron. Okay. I probably would too. Um, the next three are interesting. They're all guys who are set to make over 32. Carson Wentz is set to make 32. Kirk Cousins set to make 33. Jared Goff set to make 33 and a half. All three are cautionary tales for Baker Mayfield. And I'll even include yep. Matt Ryan, the next four. Um, Matt Ryan set to make 30. And then we'll, we'll hold off on the next tier. But are you taking any of Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, or Jared Goff over the next five years over Baker? I'm saying no, and I, I don't even really think I would think about it that much, to be honest I, with I you. Like, no. Yeah, I think we know. I think we know what Jared Goff is. I uh, I'm a little afraid for him in Detroit. Like, I I could see that going downhill real quick. Um, Carson Wentz is sort of similar with me, where I, I think his I, I think his peak year was probably much better than Jared Goff's peak year. But like, I think. 
the things that made Carson Wentz so good in that season that he probably would have won the MVP if he didn't um, tear his ACL or, or whatever it was uh, towards the end of the season. Um, he just was always sort of walking that line um, of good quarterback and out of control quarterback. And I think ever since then, especially with injuries, you've sort of seen what's happened. It'll, I'm fascinated to see if he can rehabilitate himself with some former coaches over there in Indianapolis, but no, I wouldn't take it. And then I think like you look at, like, you know, I think you know what Kirk Cousins is. I think there's some – he does certain things really, really well, but, like, there's just no reason for me. I think Baker as a whole just does more better than Kirk does. And, yeah, with Matt Ryan, I think Matt's kind of – I think Matt's on the on the back side, on the back nine of the career, and although I'm sure he's got some stuff left, yeah, I just – that wouldn't be a hesitation for me. So, no, I, w- I would not take any of those guys over Baker for the next five. I don't think I would either. I, I don't think I'd think, like you said, I don't think I'd think much about it. To give you guys an idea of contracts, uh, Goff signed a $134 million deal. Wentz was 128 Ryan was 150 The kind of guarantees were where things got different for everybody. 57 and some change for Goff's guarantee. 61 for Wentz. Kirk, uh, or, um, I, should, I should look at the... Total guaranteed and fully guaranteed are different things. I should kind of peek here because Kirk Cousins signed that rare deal where every penny was guaranteed. So his was only 96, but all of it was guaranteed. Um, Those three guys got the total guarantees were over 100. So you're looking at Baker kind of in that low 32 and a half to 33. Is he going to – I mean, if he has a great year. So this is what you're looking at. If it were this offseason and they do strike a deal, it would be in that range. Could push 34, could maybe trickle into close to 35. If you hold off and he has a great season, that's where you get into Dak range of 40 million a year. 39 is Deshaun, 40 million is Dak. So that's kind of like, is holding off and pushing a higher percentage to see if Baker's that dude worth it? I think that there's patience there that it's like, okay, it's only five or so million a year to really know, you know? So yep. I don't really think it's that crazy. The next tier is like, it's just, I think you'll find that these quarterbacks are all kind of, I, mean, I don't want to disrespect Tannehill, but they're all kind of, and Stafford too. They're in an interesting yeah. situation. So Tannehill's 33, Jimmy Garoppolo's 30, Stafford's 33, Derek Carr's 30. They're all in the high 20s. Derek Carr's 25 and some change this year. Stafford and Garoppolo are at 27. Ryan Tannehill's at 29.5. Uh, I think most of them are on the roster through this year, the next year before there's like a 2023 free agency thing that could happen. So would you take any of Tannehill, Garoppolo, Stafford, Derek Carr for the next, for the next five years? I think the only one of those guys that would give me some pause and maybe this is foolish, but I think it'd be Matt Stafford. And I only say that because I think like, I think Matt Stafford is like, he's just had such a weird time in Detroit where like he had Calvin Johnson and then he really hasn't had much around him since. I think like, like you look at a Kenny Galladay or like a Marvin Jones or like some of the receivers they've had that have been like pretty good, but like, are just not guys that, you know, you're going to, they never had a collection of players that could really help out Stafford. I think Stafford is like very talented. I think he's certainly inconsistent and he's had a lot of injury troubles, but I do think like Stafford's very, a very talented guy. If he can stay healthy, um, I still wouldn't take him over Baker for the next five, but if there was one of those guys that would give me pause out of Tannehill, Grappolo, Stafford, and I know people like Derek Carr and think he's better than 
what like the perception is of him, but I, I don't know. I just kind of feel if he was like 25, if he was 25, 26, I would consider it. That's a great point. Absolutely. Um, and I know Stafford's 33, so maybe this kind of contradicts a little bit of what I'm saying, but, um, I think the only guy for whatever reason, just from, because of what I've seen of Stafford and some of the throws he can make when he's on, uh, he'd give me a little bit of pause, but, but no, I don't think anybody there would, I would trade Baker for in terms of the next five years. Yeah. Tannehill's got the thing with his legs you can use and he's definitely a good yeah. athlete, but he's 33. Yeah. I, I kind of forgot he was that old to be honest. He's he, if you told me, Hey man, Ryan Tannehill's the same age as Kirk Cousins. I'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I just kind of didn't think that guy was 33. Uh, and he's the same age as Russell Wilson. I would have never, I never would have presumed that. Um, so you start working your way down. Like, I mean, I don't think I love Tom Brady. He would give you an immediate, really great chance to win a Super Bowl. But five years, he's maybe going to play two yeah. more. Uh, I just don't. He'll be 49. If he played all the way through that, he'd be 49 years old. I just, eventually it's going to stop. Eventually. If it, yeah. And I just can't con- can commit to that five. Now we get into the. The young guys, we'll start with the young, young guys. So, like, the Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, the most recently drafted guys. I know that's a lot of guys. They're all kind of right around Baker's number. But, um, yeah. so, I mean, Trevor's 22, Joe's already 25, a year younger than Baker. Kyler's 24. Zach Wilson's 22, Trey Lance is 21. I mean, we can throw Tua in there, too. Uh, he's 23. And we should throw Justin Herbert in there, too, because he's 23 as well. Uh, just yep. looking at the specifically young guys, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, also get put in there as well. Are there any of those young guys that you could swap out for Baker right now you would do that? I think, for me, it would be it would be Herbert. Um because I think he's going to be incredibly good. I think some of the throws, and you probably know this very well, um, some of the throws he made as a rookie were unbelievable. There was, I think a lot of people remember the game against Tom Brady in the Bucks, where he threw some absolute dimes all the way down the field, but he has just some, some anticipation throws that he made in the red zone um, to Keenan Allen, to... Um, I'm trying to think what the other who the other one was too, but he just made like he makes some throws as a rookie that you're like, whoa, like mm-hmm. that is. I mean, he's got the arm strength, he's tall, he's he looks like the prototypical quarterback, but also is talented enough where you're like, okay, all of this matches up. Like he's not just like the six foot whatever guy that everybody's just like. He's got a huge arm and looks like a quarterback, and then he turns out to be terrible. Like I think Justin Herbert is legit and I think he's going to flourish uh, with a, a better coaching staff in place than they had last season as well so like I think I mean you know you obviously want to be like well if Trevor Lawrence is what everybody thinks he is um, then you would swap him out but it's just so hard to know without any sort of sample size in the NFL yet um, like maybe after his rookie year if he looked as good as people think he's going to be then yeah I'd do it but I think because we've seen Justin Herbert on tape and because he's just done some stuff that like you just don't see from quarterbacks that have been in the league for 10 years like i think i would do i think justin herbert is the guy i would i would swap out we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I need to see. I just need to see Trevor. I, I like Joe. The knee is now obviously scary. I I don't love how poorly he throws the football downfield with with enough yeah. accuracy. I, yeah. I I don't know, man. I I like Joe, but I don't know what he does better than Baker. Kyler Murray. It's like okay, if if you're gonna if you're gonna end up playing to the point that they can't keep Cliff Kingsbury around. Who's going to be a better OC for you? Who's going to who's going to scheme up more things for you? I just don't know how Kyler gets better with Chan Gailey as his offensive coordinator. You know, like those types of guys. I just don't know how that ever. He's in the perfect spot, he, and I just don't know how he gets better. I'm not huge on Zach or Trey Lance. I need to see them. Maybe they can. You know, if we did this before last year, Justin Herbert, I would have still had Baker ahead of. But. It's for hard sure. for me. I, I get it. I get it. I think Justin Herbert has some special traits he can move well to. He's a really big guy. I would not blame anybody for wanting Herbert over him. I just need to see some of the others, too, as not, especially some of the weird quotes he's had come out, man, where he's like, yeah, I didn't study my playbook. Like, I okay, so what were you doing again, man? Um, I don't think I'd take him. So then it comes down to his two classmates. Would you take Josh or would you take Lamar? I'm, I know Lamar has won an MVP. He's a ridiculously dangerous weapon. I get it. I I just am still I'm still worried about that guy staying <laughs> staying completely injury free and I'm not talking about taking hits. He doesn't take hits. He's he's weirdly inept to taking on big big hits, but like ligaments and all of the strain he puts on his body all the time and we know that if you can try to box him in, he doesn't throw it as efficiently as he needs to to be the reason. So it's like, I get it. I could certainly, I'm not calling people who want him over Baker wrong. I just don't know that it's like this guaranteed thing that it would be for most guys who have won an MVP award. Does that make sense? No, I'm I'm right there with you. Like I, and I think, you know, you and I have probably been pretty vocal. Like I, I think we both appreciate what Lamar does and what Lamar is really good at in the face of a ton of criticism that he was getting. But I, I do think now that we've seen him for multiple years and the passing for me, it's most, it's just strictly the passing stuff. Like that now are there games where like he's made throws and you're like, wow, like that's if he continues on that path because he is the most, probably the most uh, shifty and, and impressive athlete I've seen, you know, play quarterback, um, you know, ever like he, he hits a different gear. He's faster than you. He can stop on a dime. He can do all that. Like he is truly elite and special in that area. And that is a part of who he is in his game. Um, and that is always going to be there. And it's going to, it's going to destroy Like you think about <laughs> the game uh, against the Browns on Monday night football. And like, that was on full display, like his ability to just absolutely destroy you with his legs 
Um, in his in like his legs, like his yeah. legs create the lanes he has to throw. Yes. And I don't mean that to be like, well, if you took his legs away, he just has a built-in advantage that he uses well. No disrespect. But the way he makes defenses change, and the way defenses have to change in general to defend the way they run the football, it creates opportunities that other quarterbacks don't get, which he does take advantage of. And kudos to him. Again, it's like, yeah, but I think, go ahead. But in the, like, if, yeah, you think about the playoffs and sort of like, you know, where the Ravens have had these really great regular season teams, and then they get to the playoffs, and like he, they finally won a playoff game. Lamar did, but then like the next game, it's it's kind of a no contest, like. They're just he to make him have to throw the ball in a playoff situation and consistently throw the ball to win. Like I just don't think he's quite there yet, and I, I think until he gets to a point where you can feel a little more comfortable with that and really adds that to his game. Like I think you've sort of seen what they're ceiling so far, um, and so I think you know we'll definitely have to see. And I love Lamar. Like I think he's awesome, and he's probably one of the most fun people I've ever watched play football. But like I do think it's fair now after we have a pretty decent sample size of like, he's got to get better as a passer. It's like looking at like, it's like looking at Giannis Antetokounmpo with the Bucks. Like he can't shoot the three. He can't really shoot in general. So all the stuff he does, and he does a lot of incredible stuff. He scored 30 plus points last night. He's a phenomenal player. He's an MVP, but like at a, a certain point, those limitations are always going to show up because you're gonna, the defense is scheming for you. So much like Lamar, like if he doesn't ever develop a jumper or anything, like it's going to be really tough for the teams he's on to go all the way. They're going to go far. They'll make the playoffs. They'll get. They'll probably. They're probably going to get to the NBA Finals this year. But like, there's just a limitation on it until you can really consistently develop that part of the game. So that feels like what it is for me with Lamar. Yeah, I just I think it's funny you say that because while you were answering, I was thinking about saying it's similar to how the NBA playoffs go, where everything gets so condensed, and when you've seen Lamar struggle, is yeah. when teams like the 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 Chargers did it to him, the Titans did it to him. There's two formulas: you either have a great defensive game plan where you put a lot of speedy players on the field who can actually handle their run game and you make them throw it nonstop or you jump out in front of them. That's like, and you make them throw because you jump out in front of them. So when you can eliminate the thing he gets away with doing well, and it's not a get away with, if you take away his most naturally gifted thing and the Giannis thing is perfect, it's like, that's where you can, you can really put the pressure on him to show me what you can do that we don't think you can do. And that's what's got him into trouble. So it's just funny you say that about Giannis because I was just thinking about the NBA playoffs and that's the perfect example. I just can't I can't get with Josh Allen until I see more of it. It's like I've had this example in the offseason where uh, I, I've, I've had people tell me the Steelers are going to suck and I'm, I'm so ingrained with thinking the Steelers are going to be good that until they're 4-12, and 12, I can't accept yeah. it. And it's like the same with the Browns. Until the Browns prove to me year after year here for two or three years that they're going to be really good, I can't just go into a season, no matter how talented they are, which we're going to talk about in a second, I just can't be like, oh, yeah, man, that's a, that's a Browns are 11-12 team, no doubt. It's just like my brain is this weird thing. And it's the same with Josh Allen, who I, I will fully admit it. I missed on him. I didn't think it was going to work out for him. I did not see a, a path to success. Kudos to the Bills for creating the perfect path, and kudos to Josh for working his ass off. But I just need to see more of it before I say, you know, Josh has had one good year in his entire, it feels like the last five years. He's had like one really good year. Well, I feel like Baker's had one bad year in the past five years. So it's like, do I think Josh is just going to continue to, 
eliminate these crazy wild plays that he still has. He still does these just ridiculous decisions he has every now and again. I'm not trying to knock him. He hangs in the pocket. He's got like a young Roethlisberger with like McNair type athleticism. I think that's probably the best way to say it. The way he hangs in the pocket and can hold on and hold on and hold on and deliver, but he's fast enough like McNair to get out and make plays with his legs. He's a rare dude, but I need to see more of it and to think that to, to, to convince myself that 2020 wasn't a blip on his career path. And if he has another year, he's going to make a lot of money. Yeah, the Josh Allen one I think is really hard. Uh, I, I think it's almost a toss-up to me because um, I'm with you, you in that a little similar to Carson Wentz in that like he he walks that line like you said like he walks that line of if a couple of throws went a different way um you know we're talking about like man like Josh just is never going to get this stuff out of his system and maybe he never will um but I don't think it's like a hot take to say that like there's probably going to be some regression like he was so good last season and it was the first year of Stefan Diggs so defenses you know that combination was so devastating like they were perfect together and now defenses kind of have another have a year of this on tape and and how are we going to play them differently now so like I'm very much with you in that sense where like it is pretty amazing what Josh Allen has become um considering what he was in college and what he was his first couple of years in the NFL. And that's the thing. I think you're so spot on with it. Like, yeah, he was great last year, but that's the first time we've seen him be great. And this year is so huge for him. Like what, whether he regresses or he continues to improve is going to be really, really fascinating. So I think I'm a toss up here. I'm, I think I go either way because I do think like he did play so well last season, his deep ball, he's always had the deep ball, but he just, he's big and he can get out of the pocket and he can run like his, he became just this really spectacular runner where he's breaking tackles and he's plowing over dudes and his confidence just seemed to grow like crazy. So I think I would go either way with Josh Allen at this point, but I think all of your concerns are very fair. And I, I would not be shocked if there was some serious regression on his part. If that's the thing with, with the quarterbacks that do some sometimes crazy stuff and, and try to get away with stuff. And I think this is what you saw with Baker in 2019 when he didn't have a coaching staff around him to sort of coax him out some of um, out of some of his like crazier uh, tight window bailing out of the pocket stuff that he really kind of fell into in that 2019 season. Like when you walk that line and you get a little too close to it, um, that's such a recipe for regression from one season to the other so it's going to be fascinating but i'm going to say a toss-up i'm going to say i i think i would do it but it's really like a coin flip to me it is it's a completely different discussion after next year because i think we get a great feel for for truly where these guys are for josh some consistency for baker not not consistency of good play but just consistency of people around him uh because then if he has three good nfl seasons out of four it's like okay there's enough here they got to do it so uh, I just think the Baker stuff's fascinating. I think, like we said, I think the numbers we pinned down earlier were about right for the 31, 32 to 34 range. If you wait, has a stellar season, you are going to creep into the 39, 40, 41 range that Dak sits at with, with, uh, with Deshaun Watson. So prepare yourself for that discussion, which is which piggybacks perfectly into this question I, I keep having in the back of my mind. Some people have brought it up to me. I'm not certain who exactly brought it up to me, but it's a good it's a good question. Is this, in your opinion, going to be the best Browns team from a collective talent standpoint, okay? Is this the best Browns team we're set to see for the next five, six, seven, eight years? Because you are going to have to pay Baker a large chunk of the cap. Nick Chubb, Denzel Ward, Wyatt Teller, 
There's a lot of guys set to be paid that are on cheap deals right now, which they've been able to go get the John Johnson, Austin Hoopers uh, of the world to, and you know, Jack Conklin and, and, and so on and so forth. It is a very complete roster. The NFL Network had it today as the number one most talented roster. You can argue KC, Tampa Bay brought back everybody from the Super Bowl, so I think it's a little crazy. But is it going to – and I'm not I'm not saying that we should all be pessimistic, like they're just going to start losing. You can find ways to win once you start paying people. But is like this the most collective talent we might ever see for the, from the Browns? And it's, it's kind of crazy to think about that because so many of these guys that have proven to be talented are going to have to get paid, and it's going to kind of tighten the – tighten the belt a little bit so i i'm of the belief it is i'm curious what your thought is yeah i think i think i agree with you and i think like for the reason you said it's just you it's hard to keep you know it's hard to keep cores like this that you've sort of grown from r- their rookie contracts into the four years and you know you just have to make decisions on who to pay and who not to pay especially when you're getting um off that rookie deal for your quarterback and you're going to have to dole out some some money and I, I tend to lean towards the browns are probably going to end up doing that rather than not so yeah i think this collection of talent and it, it's funny because i i tweeted this probably a couple weeks ago but like I I legitimately sometimes forget that Jadeveon Clowney signed with the Browns and like not that he signed for some massive amount of money but like just that he's an afterthought uh, of guys that they were able to sign in free agency from John Johnson to to Troy Hill to like you just sort of are wowed by that being an afterthought on this team it is such a collection of talent and like if Odell comes back and is healthy, which it all signs from his rehab point to that being the case, like they, yeah, like this team, I think this season is going to have the most collective talent that we'll see over the next, yeah, like you said, five, six years, just because you haven't had to hand out those extensions yet. Um, You haven't had to make those decisions yet. And yeah, you're going to have to start doing that starting next season. So um, no, I think I'm right there with you, man. I think like where you're at with the talent that you've added, especially on the defensive side of the ball this season. Um, I think Anthony Schwartz is a sort of under the radar draft pick for them. Like I, I just think both sides of the ball are primed to be incredibly talented. And this is a year where you don't have to worry about any of the salary cap stuff yet. Like you just, you roll into this season and you get after it. And so, no, I, I, it's a great, it's a great question. And I do think like, you're right. Like just because they may not have this exact roster over the next few years because they just can't afford it. Like doesn't mean they're going to be a bad football team by any means. Like they'll make adjustments and they'll, they'll have to find some bargains and do things. But like right now, if you look at this roster, it's yeah. Like I I probably agree with you. Like I wouldn't put it over Tampa Bay's. I, I would put it up there with Kansas city's, but you just, you know, talent wise, it's still, they still have Mahomes, and he's such a cheat code to me that it's maybe it's hard to, um, put them right on the same pedestal, but man, they're right there. And that's just such a wild thing to think about. Which again, comes back to my thought process when I heard that. That's why I was like, man, I don't, I don't love hearing that. Cause I don't know if they're ready yet, but no, they gotta be ready. This is the ready season. You know, the, this is they the time. Yeah. The, I, I was just going to say like, especially for Baker and, and Odell went through it. Jarvis went through it. Like that 2019 season sucked because the expectations were so, so high. And it, it, it almost felt like this, obviously the talent, the collective talent wasn't there. And we came to find out that the coaching staff was not there, but like, it was a similar feeling where it was like, wow, like Baker's coming off this incredible rookie season. They added Odell. Like there's a lot of excitement about how far this team could go. And they fell flat on their face for multiple different reasons. But 
like Jake, if, of anything that would make me much more optimistic about this team handling expectations, it's that one, they went through that and there are players still on this roster, including some of your top guys on offense um, that dealt with that huge failure. And then two, just because of Kevin Stefanski and the staff that they have in place where um, I think they're going to help the team be able to handle that. So, but yeah, there's always that little bit, you know, as Browns fans, like this is what it is. You, we're not used to expectations and being this team that people are saying could go to a Super Bowl. Like it's all surreal. And until they actually go out on the field and like play to the level of talent that they have, um, yeah, it's always going to be a little bit nerve wracking. It is. It is. And you echoed a lot of things I've said this offseason about how important 2019 could be to 2021 and experiencing all of yeah. that. But it is the right time. You know, Odell and Jarvis are are, are approaching 30 Baker's cheap. Nick is in his prime. The offensive line has now had a year to gel in a system, and Jed's now in year two at left tackle, and Jack is in his prime. It's like you look at all of it, and you say to yourself, when you really dig into the talent, the rookie class we think they just added, what they've brought in, Delpit coming back off of it, it's like they're pretty damn talented. They just have to... They just have to apply it, and they have to hope injury luck is in their favor, and they can find a way yeah. to stay healthy. So, this was fun, man. As usual, if you guys again did not listen to the to the uniform conversation Jordan and I had earlier in the week, go back and check that one out because that was a fun discussion too about the new alternate helmets coming up in the next few years. Don't get mad at us about the Baker takes. I think we were pretty pro Baker. I think we yeah, did it was okay. A pretty fair conversation. <laughs> I, I i think we did okay we'll see <laughs> we'll, we'll see for sure but i appreciate you jordan man thank you uh, again for your time my friend and and uh, we'll be talking i'm sure as the season approaches yeah man thanks for having me on thanks for uh let me kind of get in and do this it's been a little while since we've gotten to talk some serious brown together so it's always good good deal man we got to pick up our quarterly schedule make it more like uh, a couple times a quarter we'll make that happen folks all right yes, most definitely appreciate you man all right man Okay, a big reminder that we have Twitch coming for the OBR. If you're a person who uses Twitch for live streaming formats, we are going to be taking all of our video content to Twitch. We think it's a great platform that ties into Amazon, gives us really, really cool live streaming options. And if you are interested in joining us on Twitch, please subscribe over there. We would love that. We need support on Twitch as we try to grow things over there. Uh, so if you if you would like a link to that, it's retweeted on my timeline, Brown's Daily Mock timeline, all of it. So join us on Twitch. It's going to be a huge movement come training camp July 26th. We're pumped about it. We're going to be streaming nearly every single day of the week. Thanks to Jordan for joining us. Thanks to you guys for a great week of uh, listening numbers. You guys are the best. I appreciate you. We might have one more podcast for tomorrow, so keep your eye out for that. Uh, anyway, have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the weather. And until we talk next time, go Browns. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.